0: Live from the kel Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. With Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. From the kel Studios. Now, here's Mike.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio, where we promise to bring you all the gun things, all the gun time. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Busy day. Busy day, fellas. Busy day. Oh yes. Lots of stuff going on. We're just uh, we're fresh from the gun show. Uh, we all came to one to the gun show. Great gun show. You know, get out there and support uh, support your dealers, support your promoters, uh, support the vendors, and uh, and get yourself a new firearm. It's you know what it's it's a new firearm Saturday, <laughs> or if you're listening on Sunday, it's Sunday you're happy to yeah. listening to the podcast, it's New Firearm Thursday. <laughs> Whichever day it happens, it happens to be. It's New Firearm Day. Am any, I getting the point across? New any, Firearm Day. Any day that ends in Y. Any day that ends in Y. Just any day during the year will work. Sounds good yeah, to me. Exactly. Just go get your gun on. Get your guns on. Exactly right. Listen, on my right, my right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone, please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. Oh, yeah. Can't get enough of that song. Nope. Just love that song. Well, I mean, we had just for clarity's sake. You have to get enough. of the yeah, song. Yeah, that's the only five seconds that yeah, uh, you could play bad. on the radio. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't get enough of the song. Well, you could, but we'd be, you know, be lawyers and the FCC and all that, and I ain't you, afraid you, of them. you'd have to. Well, I know you're not afraid of them, but you know, you get paid to stand there. I got to get paid to, you know, watch. You, you know, <laughs> no. Watch the proceedings. No. You know, you don't get paid to watch.
2: You pay, pay us. us. To watch. To stand there. Wait, how does it... You, you pay lawyers? Yes. You, you, you will if you play the rest of that song. My last name is Bono,
1: just so you know. <laughs> and I'm a professional. You are not
3: a pro. <laughs> you're not. Uh,
1: on my left, in about the 10 o'clock position, for those of you who'd like to graph it out and chart it out, is the samurai... Side? No, just kidding. Uh,
4: I
3: actually, the... <laughs> I don't know. We're, I don't know. moved around the is room the, and
1: messed everybody up. The, uh-huh. the courtroom assassin... The legal Ninja himself, please welcome him back, Mr. Kevin Maxwell. Thank you, Michael. We're not going to let that one
2: play out. That's, That's okay. Song. That's a long song. And, That's and, boring.
1: and it's just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, Kevin explained to me this week, uh, he, he was, you know, comes by the shop as he often does for professional reasons only. Um, he's not there <laughs> to hang out and... Uh, and, and look at guns instead of working he's there for professional reasons I want to get that get You've that straight you got a good buddy covering your brother. Yeah. yeah. get that straight but uh,
2: I had to uh, I, had to put I don't really some... need to listen or worry about it
1: I don't think <laughs> she's listening
2: well you know <laughs>
3: let, me, let me introduce he looked like he was justifying it to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll let me introduce Alec first so we can uh, we can get that out of the way then I'll come back to the Kevin story get me out of the way um, uh, on oh, my right in <laughs> about the one o'clock two o'clock position is the samurai sidekick the Padawan learner please welcome back Mr. Alec Weber <laughs> Thanks for having me back. I think. No, we're good. We're good. It's a Kevin story. Oh, so okay. you're good. You're okay. good. Okay. All right. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So uh, so Kevin uh, stopped by the shop. Uh, there actually was some uh, you know, he, I think it was a trust or something. He had an appointment set up. He was taking care of a client over there, and uh, he 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 said, "Where's Mike?" And I was in the back putting up some um, some pallet shelving, some industrial shelving in the back, and of course the the guys at the shop, they were they were you know when I started to sweat, they were gone. I didn't know where they were. They. They're they're probably up front taking care of customers, but it seemed awfully coincidental, you know? It
3: was very quiet. (laughs) Where were the kids?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So Kevin came in the back, and I had not put up shelving in a long time. It was some military industrial shelving, probably. Well, Kevin has put some up. And so he told me in the back that, uh, and now this may sound rude. It's not. That he is a professional pallet jacker. And... (laughs) He's, he has he has a lot of experience putting it up, and it was good that he was there because if anybody's ever put up the shelving, it's not like putting up regular shelves at the house. These have these little locks in them, safety uh-huh. features. Yep. And you know, being who I am, I, I just completely tore the safety features off. You know, there's still, what yeah. do we need those for? We know. <laughs> uh, but Kevin was there to help me, and uh, I appreciate you coming out this week and very welcome. Uh, sweating after uh, you uh, you did some professional lawyer stuff there. So not a problem. Um, so good week other than that. How was the how was the, the things in law
3: this week? Anything to good? to be clear, it was he was sweating because it was hot back there. He was not using his back at all.
1: No, absolutely not. No, yeah. no, no, no. Just, just want to make sure it's, that's clear. We're
3: in the warehouse.
2: I did begin to get a little anxious about what I watched him doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Hit it harder. Okay, let's go get a bigger
1: hammer. At one point he was standing. <laughs> I've watched him do that too. Get a bigger hammer. <laughs> at one point he was standing on you know next to me. And he said, wait, hold on a second. And he backed up about five or six steps. He said, <laughs> now okay, now go ahead. <laughs> Smart man. Smart I
5: think man. I've said that to Alec before, yeah. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to tell they, the they judge that
2: wrong. Okay, hang on <laughs> just a second.
1: I'm back up five or six <laughs> steps. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that's, that's too good. Too much. It's true. It's true, though. Um, anything good? Anything, anything crazy uh, in the world know, of law it, this it, week? Anything not, nice? I,
2: I didn't have anything crazy, but I, I had a hearing Friday where I went, <laughs> and I know what's going on. And this guy was brand new on the case and had no idea. And I went.
1: Opposing he, counsel, you're talking yes, about. opposing
2: counsel. About? And I said, you know about this thing, about this thing. And he went, what? And so I handed him the piece of paper and I said, yeah, I, I don't want to ambush you too bad. And so we go in front of the judge and I'm telling the judge what's going on. And uh, she turns to opposing counsel. She goes, all right, well, what do you believe the status is? And he <laughs> stared at her, and I went, Judge, that's not fair. Uh, he he has no idea. He's he doesn't. That's this is an ambush. He doesn't know what's going on with this case at all. It's kind um, of funny though, because they called for the for the hearing. Yeah, it was their idea, but then, the, <laughs> then they realized, wait, we don't know anything about what's going on with this case. Hmm. Darn, they called our bluff. Hmm.
1: Well, that's cool. So it was a was a it was, another it, another notch on the good side it, it's, for Maxwell Orlando. Yeah, because I,
2: I was basically telling the judge,
1: Judge, this is what's going to happen in the federal
2: case, and you're not the federal judge, and I just don't want you and I and opposing counsel to go have to go answer to a federal judge later because nobody told you that you don't have jurisdiction anymore. And she looked at him and, why don't I have jurisdiction? And he, that he made that sound, <laughs> he made that sound. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's talking about, judge, uh, but I did call the number and the name of the person that he told me I should speak to and uh, they're real. <laughs>
1: so so I, I guess he's not telling me a lie. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because, because I'm, from what I understand, the whole line of the judge thing, that's, they, that's, don't, they frown on it. It's,
2: yeah. it's, uh, it's. There are always a consequence. <laughs> right, right, There's right. always a consequence, and judges
1: talk. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, to each they're, other. They're a they're a bunch of chatty cathies. There's right? that. They're, yeah. they're like a club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The old judge club. The old judge club. All right, we got a good show planned for you this week. We've got uh so we've got news for you out of Puerto Rico. News for you out of Oklahoma. We've got some uh, some more legislative news out of Georgia uh, that we're going to be talking to you about. Uh, we're going to be uh, bringing to light the deputy chief of the New Orleans Police Department and uh, how she – let's see, how would you say this? Um, she made the list? She stepped on it. No, I don't know if she made the list, but she she clearly stepped on it. Uh, she stepped on the list? Yeah, not the list, but everything else. So, okay. so we're going to talk to you about that. We've got uh, – Tongue in the pencil sharpener? Is yeah, exactly? yeah tongue in the pencil sharpener. We've got. Uh, remember, we talked about ideal conceal last week with the 380 gun that looks like yeah. a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a uh, yeah. Yeah, He's yeah, going to be telephone. on. The, nice. the creator and the president nice. of the gun is going to be with us today. A um, little bit later on, we're going to be talking to you also about um, uh, something that uh, one of your favorite celebrities may or may not have said. Then we're we're gonna we're gonna bring him. bring that to light so you make sure you can cross him off your list. Yeah. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Caltech Studios. We'll see you after the break. Hey Mike, you ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? To- How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy with my cert S-I-R-T training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my cert training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, cert is the safest and only way to go. Cert training pistol. I've heard about
6: them. They look like a Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine?
7: Log on to nextleveltraining.com and Order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready. With the Cert Training Pistol. Go online right now to next leveltraining.com slash armsroom.
8: This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons.
6: Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on Guntech USA parts. Guntech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at guntechusa.com. That's g u n t e c u s a.com. Guntech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years.
0: listening to arms room radio live from the Celtech studios call the arms room hotline right now 407-774-8255 407-774-8255 now more arms room radio live coast to coast with mike and the guys in the keltech studios
1: Welcome back to the program. Thank you for joining us again. Coming to you live from the kel Studio Studios. <laughs> we we are Arms Room Radio. Uh, Earl, how can the good folks get a hold of us here at the old uh, radio broadcast studios from kel Live?
5: <laughs> we have several different ways. Starting off with your favorite, they can send us a tweet on Twitter. At Arms Room
1: Radio. Have you been banned yet? No, this week I am good, but it's only because I forgot my password.
5: Okay. <laughs> they can
1: give us Hold a call.
3: On. His right hand your right hand man has that. No yeah, I don't pro- have that one. You
1: probably I, I don't want that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then they'd be then they be suspending him.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can give us a call directly here into the Caltech Studios, 407-774-8255. That's four oh seven 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 four talk. They can send us a message on Facebook. facebook.com dot slash arms radio. They can send us an email, radio at armsroom.com.
1: Thank you, Earl. Thank you. Like we said earlier, yeah, we've got um, – his name is actually Kirk Chelberg. He's the uh, owner-president there. We'll get that right in in a few moments uh, of Ideal Conceal. So if you want to check out their product before we get talking about it next hour, it's um, IdealConceal.com. That's IdealConceal.com. So you can look at it there. And at uh, some point in the program today – uh, Lieutenant Bill, the chief law enforcement officer of Arms Room Radio, will be joining us to to talk about uh, some issues in, uh, in the law enforcement world going on. So, got a good program planned for you today. Lots of stuff going on. There's, uh, like I said, we came from the gun show today, so we we're all we we're all amped up. Saw a bunch of good stuff. Saw some cool stuff. I picked up some ammo. And, uh, you know, some put your arms down. Some collectibles. Yeah, that's the guns, baby. Check out the guns. Check out the guns. Uh, Kevin, did you get anything while you were there? No, no. Okay. All right. Well, that's you know, that's a good cover story. Go with the no. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, First story I want to talk to you about today is out of California. Now, you know, we get a lot of stories out of Florida because the people are weird. In California, we get a lot of stories. Florida. Right. We get a lot of stories in Florida, excuse me, out of of California, because the laws are weird. And they're their own place. And, you know, spell it with a K, however you want to do it. Uh, But California, we, we feel for you. And you're... The violation of your Second Amendment rights and the interpretation of laws, and, and uh, you know, that's from uh, from north to south in your state there. So hang on. Fight the good fight. Uh, this out of San Diego this past week, uh, San Diego Union-Tribune reported, Retired California Highway Patrol officer who had a permit to carry a gun onto a Santee High School campus is suing the Sheriff's Department for false arrests, excessive force, an unlawful search and seizure, among other claims. Kevin, you and I breezed through the story uh, two, three days ago. I think we talked we about this. And um, what well, we all have. We know we've all seen the story, but Kevin and I talked about it. And this one's got uh, some unique aspects to it. And uh, after Kevin and I looked at it, Kevin's only comment was, uh, hmm, I wonder how much money they're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> because... I, 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 I believe I've spoken to
2: a California lawyer who said, you know, I like practicing this kind of law in California because it's a
1: target-rich environment. Yeah, yeah. The key word being rich. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, this was uh, this was some some sheer shenanigans going on over there. Now, this is a, this is a guy who had uh, 33 years on the CHP. thirty-three, And he's not like 100 years old. Let's get into the story here. Lawsuit filed on Monday in federal court. Asked for at least $20 million in damages. Let me ask you two guys. The two attorneys sitting here in a room with us, the professionals... Is that a normal number for something that there's no, you know, eighteen million dollars worth of bills? You know that he's trying to pay. Well, they, punitive they, damages. They incarcerated
2: a retired law enforcement officer and general general population right. in a jail. Uh, that is putting someone's life at great risk.
1: Right, okay, but you, but I guess the question I'm asking is, unless it's like suing the tobacco industry, do you see that number no, thrown around that, a
2: lot? That's that's, I'm sure they have some basis but then again in florida you may sue someone for damages in excess of 15,000 right okay it could be 100 uh, okay. billion dollars but it just says over fi- so there may be a classification for lawsuits oh, that are okay. you know a million to 2 million 2 million to 5 million 5 okay. million to 20 million over 20 million okay. so it may just be the category of case it is Understood. not that they specifically ask for those Actual numbers, or they could
3: be asking for punitive damages, which, if the actions were so egregious that the person responsible needs to be punished, okay, uh, they could be seeking excess damages under the punitive damage theory.
1: Got it. Okay. According to state law in California, firearms are not allowed on school campuses. Although there are several exemptions to the law, one of them pertaining to honorably retired peace officers who are authorized under a permit to carry a concealed or loaded gun. That's the first thing I thought when I saw this story. You know, he's a retired officer, and he's in his home state. I could see if this was, he'd gone to D.C. and has to deal with Kathy Lanier and her stupid policies. <laughs> you know, he's gone to uh, New York City, and now you got, uh, who is it, uh, de Blasio and Bratton up there, you know, changing uh, the, the atmosphere of the law enforcement with the NYPD. You know, and they're, they're, they're purely anti-gun, uh, you know, establishments. But this, this was this guy's home state. This is, like, where this guy worked for 33 years. Robert Pitt, 59, who served for 33 years with CHP, went to Santana High School in the morning of January 21st, 2015, to drop off the daughter of his girlfriend. Couple then went to the administrative offices to complain to the vice principal about threats that the 15-year-old girl had been receiving for another student. While they were in the lobby, the principal asked to speak with Pitt privately in his office. The principal is accused of then asking Pitt whether he had a gun in his fanny pack whether he had a permit to carry the weapon, and what his law enforcement status was. Okay. I've, in my law enforcement career, gone into high schools. I've dealt with teachers. I've dealt with stuff. And, uh, I, you know, listen, I don't know who this this principal is. His name is um, Tim... Where, anybody want to try it? Shwuchow? Tim Shwuchow? That sounds all
2: right. That's, that's not off
1: by far. Okay. Tim Shwuchow. And uh, so he cornered the retired officer, retired uh, highway patrolman, and wanted to know what he had in a bag and what his status was. Well... He answered, Pitt answered, he was a retired law enforcement officer, he has a concealed carry permit, and the principal alleged that he does not honor those permits in the school. And he directed a deputy sheriff to search him. So, when did the when did the principal have the authority to order those kinds of behaviors? Well, you know, and, and listen, you guys may know this, or there might be people out there that know this uh, better than I do, but... In a, in a school, you know, it's the principal and the administrator who represents the school board, and they do have that authority. There's a lot of things they can't with, order a private citizen who's not under
2: their jurisdiction searched.
1: Well, hold on now. There's in in a school, we know the students give up a lot of rights, right? Um, and 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 the lockers and the and all the baggage and everything else is subject to search. Mm-hmm. Now he's there now. Obviously, I, I'm in agreement with you. There's, there, you can't search a law enforcement officer or a retired law enforcement officer if they're there on the school grounds legally.
3: Well, if not enacting in a, an official governmental capacity, well, now, in, in your own private capacity. But he's retired,
1: right. He's retired and authorized to carry a firearm. Whether the principal knows that or not, or the principal thinks he has authority over a retirement law enforcement officer, I think is the crux of the case here. Right. Um, so, I'm, I'm, again, it's either been, re, it's either been worded wrong. Or the law is extremely different than we're used to.
3: It's the Fourth Amendment. I mean, it, it can't. It, it's not that much different. But it's California. They cannot <laughs> erode the Fourth Amendment. The Fourth Amendment is the baseline.
2: Well, they're California? not supposed and, to be able and to. And that's why right, right, the, the state Fourth attorney's Amendment.
1: office. But you'll get to that. Correct. Correct. So <laughs> spoiler so, alert, Alex. So, <laughs> so the principal thinks he can order them. Now this will happen with schools. The principal will go to a. Uh, the law enforcement officer, the school resource officer, the DARE officer, whoever it happens to be in any school, and the principal could say, listen, we have reason to believe this student has committed this crime and has this piece of object on him that's either you know an element of the crime or you know the, uh, a, a piece of evidence of the crime. And then the officer, when they have, depending on what the crime is, reasonable suspicion or probable cause, they could do the search. At this point, so I'm led to believe that both the principal and the deputy didn't know what the law was. If this guy was truly searched, and obviously he was, because he ended up in jail over this. Uh, so let, let's get back to it. Well, uh, wait, how did he end up in jail? We're getting there. Okay. We're, but, but wait, here we go. Uh, the deputy found Pitt's uh, his California Highway Patrol issued forty caliber Sig in the fanny pack. Principal then allegedly ordered the deputy to arrest Pitt for bringing a loaded firearm into a school zone. The lawsuit states. Now, Again,
3: the, I, I love the way that it's worded. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking,
1: you know, this Highway is, Patrol issued. Yes. Yeah.
2: Well,
1: it was. <laughs> principal... got to re- when you retire, you get your gun. Yeah. The principal the ordered the deputy to arrest him. And you and I did talk about this. Yeah. That's probably the the uh, the principal signing the complaint. You know, it depends on where you went to now, police I've, academy. I've, and... I've been in fascist states before,
2: right. and I think this is okay. Now we take you to the jail, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah, will answer yeah. our
1: questions. Depending on the state, you could say the you know the victim preferred charges, the victim pressed charges, the you know, and, and it's just it's all the verbiage there. So I think that's what that probably was. Again, we're, we're talking to a reporter, reporter's language here that uh, may or may not know what, what happened and definitely doesn't know the language, that's clear. Uh, Pitt protested to the deputy, and the deputy put him in handcuffs, searched him twice, then loaded him into the back of the patrol car. When the deputy processed Pitt's arrest at the sheriff's office substation, Pitt pointed out that he, he, is, he is law enforcement, retired, he has a concealed weapon permit, uh, and, and that the deputy replied that he had already seen it. That's, that's great, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm salivating. So the, it, that's...
8: Well, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Listen,
1: you know, and, and I bet you that's what... Obviously, Pitt's probably going through some distress at that point. But I bet you he's got that in his mind, too. You know, that the, the, the wow, this is so wrong, and, and, and I'm going to end up on top. But that doesn't help the fact that you've been putting guys in behind jail for 33 years, you're obeying the letter of the law and the spirit of the law and the intent of the law, and you're in handcuffs. Mm -hmm. All right. More on this when we get back. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the kel Studios. See you in a minute.
0: Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Celtech Studios online right now. 407-774-825. 407 774 Now more Arms Room Radio. Live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Celtech Studios.
2: This segment of Arms Room Radio is brought to you by GunTech USA. For tactical excellence, check them out online at guntechusa.com. That's g u n t e c u s a dot com.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Hey, you know I talk to the guys at Gun Tech like I do every week. Uh, you should see the new stuff they got coming out.
3: Uh-oh. Oh my I goodness! I hope
1: to do so. They have got. Uh, uh, I, I talked with Phil and Charlie. They've got some some colors, some colored AR stuff, some like reds and blues, not the traditional. Uh, you know the, the the camouflage style colors. These are these are race guns. These are shooting guns for competition. So they're not worried about you know camouflaging them, and take them in the woods or whatever to be tactical. These are really good looking parts, really great looking colors, uh, and they're they're making making more and more new stuff there every day. Charlie was buying another machine, making something else, buying buying another another machine out there. I so think he's
2: become a six axis, axis machine hoarder.
1: Yes, he could be. He very well could be. So get check them out Gun GunTechUSA G U N T E C U S A dot com. Hey, before we went to the break, we were talking to you about retired California Highway Patrolman Robert Pitt, who was arrested by the sheriff's office out there uh, in San Diego. So, uh, getting back into it, the lawsuit I'm sorry uh, lawsuit claims Pitt was not read his Miranda rights before being booked into jail. It, it may not make a difference. Yes, yes, I want to point that out. It, it, uh, only if they ask him questions. Uh, only I if they think... ask him questions about the crime. Right. Incriminating questions. Incriminating, yeah, because they can ask him booking questions all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where, where you live, what's your address, all that stuff that they or, need for the Or they, the they can
2: do what Mike does Is says, listen, don't talk to me.
1: Yeah, you don't
3: want
2: to talk to me. <laughs> you don't want talk to talk me. To I mean, don't, talk don't talk to me. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm know, law enforcement. Don't talk to me. First, psychology. Just they can't shut
1: up. Yeah. yeah. When when you say you don't want to talk to me, I say you're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, just don't do it. We got this. I'm just going to put down what I want here. Mm-hmm. So we don't. Don't worry about your side. I got my side. I've collected the evidence. I don't need your side.
3: But I'm not worried about you because you won't read
1: it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. At one time, there was some paperwork. Listen, I'm going to give you the backstory on this because Alex, the, the the king of uh, of insider information here on the radio, mm-hmm. uh, I signed a, a document, a contract. Without reading it. I, you were in the room with me. It was but, a radio but, contract. But my point is that,
2: yes, and you didn't sign your name. I don't sign my name. I know. That's
1: my way out of it. That was the <laughs> point that I was trying to
2: make to Alec is don't worry about it. He right. signed it Nick Papagiorgio. It's not,
1: it's listen not I, binding. I was at the shop yesterday and uh, had to have something faxed and it required a signature. And I called back to the shop and the guys took care of it. We got the paperwork to where it needed to go. And I came back and the paper was sitting on my desk. And I said, I don't. I don't remember signing this before I left, but I appreciate you guys faxing wow. it, but yeah, I don't never remember signing it. Your and signature it, looks more like my signature than my signature does. <laughs> <laughs> so they did take care of it for me. I think they got a stamp of my signature is what's, is what's going on there. Um, Miranda warning. We left off there. Sorry to get down the rabbit hole. Pitt said he was put in general population holding cell at the downtown jail, even though arrested law enforcement officers are typically typically segregated from others in jail for their safety. That's, that's the standard procedure. Mm-hmm. Listen, unless you've gone out and... Uh, you know, profess to be anti law enforcement, you know, or you've, you're now a serial killer or a mass murder or something like that. Cops don't go in gen pop. You know, maybe after the trial, when they're now they're a convicted criminal, they'll go in gen pop, but not at uh, you, you you know, know a lawyer booking.
3: You know what a lawyer's doing? He's sitting there counting. Se- salivating? One screw up. Yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I seriously hope <laughs> no sheriff's
2: department guys get pulled over by the chip guys. Yeah. For DUI. It's going to
1: be a long weekend. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, he was moved to a segregating holding cell two hours after another jail deputy learned his background. After a while, a clerk told Pitt he was free to go, and there were no charges filed against him. Pitt tried to get his gun back from deputies the next day. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna go there in a minute. Uh, Kevin, when you're at the jail and you're arrested, and then all of a sudden you're free to go, no charges are filed against you. Uh, you know, you, usually the deputy has the that, that's never cause. happened to me okay no no not you you <laughs> and your and your mass uh, uh experience yeah. as, if, as an attorney if, if, if somebody arrests you
2: and then they said you're unarrested call me yes yeah, yeah absolutely or, yeah, or, or they already did call us and that's why yeah, yeah that's why. yeah that's it anytime you get the okay well i'm unarresting you right uh oops. that means that means that they made a boo-boo oops my bad
1: that means the officer spoke spoken to a supervisor. The supervisor was like, oh, hold on a second here. Let's call the boss. The boss said, oh, hold on a second here. They called the state attorney at the or district attorney, and they went, no, Oops. no, that's not a crime. What are you doing? Yeah, and then and then I hear this in my head. ching <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, so that's what happened. That's how, that's how you get they, no they, charges filed they, against you. They unarrested you. him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pitt, who is also a child support officer with the county, you know, now that he's retired from CHP, he's a child, he's, yeah, he's child going, support officer. Yeah, he's going around and enforcing. Uh, yeah. it, you know, it, and he is, he is still tied to the law enforcement community. Obviously, after 33 years, you're never going to lose that. But it, as the story says, the district attorney's office declined to file charges in the case. Sheriff's internal investigators invited Pitt to speak with them about the incident two months later. Uh, but there was no information released about the outcome of that investigation.
3: Here, take this money. Yeah. Go
1: away. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, It was probably, uh, hey, sit down, uh, let me make this go away, and here's a little something. Yeah. No. You no. sign this piece of paper, I give you this check. Uh, Sheriff Spoken said Tuesday the department is not able to talk about pending litigation. Of course not. And county counsel said the office had not yet been served with the case and declined to comment. Pitt's lawyer uh, said the apparent wrongfulness of the arrest is so blatant in this case. Egregious. Uh, yes, egregious. As it's an Alec word. It's a great word. He pointed out that if it was an armed, off-duty police officer who happened to be at Santana High registering his daughter with the student with the that stu- when student Andy Williams, then 15, went on a shooting spree in 2001, the officer helped subdue the teen. That's who this was. Uh, See,
2: I think there's some strategy here. Why go after the department and not the school? Well, because maybe that's the,
3: sco- the first
1: step. The school's going to say,
3: "How do you know he hasn't shotgunned it?"
1: Yeah, yeah. And this also says it was you know if some off duty cop wants to sit at his kid's school all day. That's fine with me. His attorney said. Yeah. Well, of course. Uh, we, Kev- we we protect. If that was a
2: hundred thousand dollars on each one of those chairs, we'd have a garmed guard in that room.
1: Yes, absolutely. You, Kevin, you said that every time we bring this up, and, and the point couldn't be more clear. I don't know why people don't see guard it the same kids, way. No, no, but we'll guard our money. The uh, the lawsuit was only filed against the the sheriff's office. Right. Possible that's just the first step here? I, I would expect
2: that what they're probably going to do is get the sheriff's office to give me the not me. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. The principal insisted mm-hmm. it's the principal's fault as you, a way to get out of the lawsuit. You get a little bit of deposition and testimony then, taken, and then you bring in the next guy. And then you, didn't you, oh, okay, best on that. Come here. And you serve them as a new, an additional party. Because the more individuals you can catch in that net... Uh, more the more out. likely you can get the behavior changed. Remember, this isn't a money case. This is a, I need to change the behavior of this group of people. You're going to try to change their behavior. You know how you change the behavior of conglomerates, like the sheriff's department and like the board of education? How's that? Taxes. You tax them, make them pay huge damages, and they change their policies... To avoid having it happen to them again. Right. Cuz right. the only way you can get any large group, you know, corporation, conglomerate, to change their behavior is make it so expensive to maintain that behavior that's inappropriate that they'll quit doing it.
3: I'll tell you why. The sheriff's office is probably the one that was sued. There's a larger ENO policy there for that type of action.
2: That, there wouldn't be here in Florida, mm-hmm. but there certainly is. It, it, it's upset, Mr. Reagan. <laughs> uh, it, but it's it's very likely that California has different sovereign immunity limits, mm-hmm. and so here in Florida, it's a hundred thousand dollar sovereign immunity limit where well, you can't go after the sheriff's department for more than that. But the you know there may be no cap on it with floor, with uh, California. Well, you also wouldn't expect this type of issue to come up, and the the
3: school district to have this type of E&L policy because generally this isn't going to happen. That the, the school district generally isn't going to violate the Fourth Amendment. You're more likely to have the sheriff's office violate. The
1: yeah, right. you probably have an easier you probably have an easier time to uh, prove that the sheriff's office should have known better, as Correct. opposed to the principal Correct. should have known better. You've got professional law enforcement; they should have known that. Let me let me clarify for this also for those that are pounding on the dashboard, uh, screaming at me right now, <laughs> under under HR 218, which is the Law Enforcement Officer Safety Act. He's a retired, honorable, and as long as he's qualified with his firearm, which is what. what the story evidently says, he points that out at one point, he's qualified to carry his firearm everywhere an active duty law enforcement officer is. So as opposed to just carrying with the concealed weapons permit, which he also had, which gives him rights now to make purchases without having to do the weights, uh, you know, depending on what jurisdiction he's in. He was also covered under H.R. 218. And I think that's what got mentioned to the supervisor. Mm-hmm. That's what ended up uh, back to the district attorney's office. And that's what ended up Mr. Mr. Pitt. Have a nice day. Mm -hmm. You're free Uh, to go. Out the door. Or I'm going to hit you with
3: this motion to dismiss.
1: Yes. Yeah. There was no crime. This uh, this all was unfortunate. It should never have happened. Um, You know, there's theories, like we said. uh, He he could have been in there, and the principal didn't like him complaining, and this was the principal's way to get back at him. And, well, I'll tell you what, you know, karma's a a pain in the butt. And uh, And this is going to be... Heavy duty karma. Yeah, exactly right. You're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Celtech Studios. More gun news when we get back.
8: maybe you'll get past the word bullpup maybe you'll be impressed with 11 innovations like our patented downward shell ejection but in the one millionth of a second it takes for innovation to ignite performance it'll make you a believer the caltech rdb the bullpup done right innovation performance caltech see the rdb in action at youtube slash caltech weapons
6: Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on Guntech USA parts. Guntech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at guntechusa.com. That's G U N T E C U S A.com. Guntech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26
1: years. Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter. At work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my SIRT S-I-R-T training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my SIRT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, SIRT is the safest and only way to go. SIRT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a
6: Glock, but they don't fire real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get
7: mine? Log on to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready. With the Cert training pistol. Go online right now to nextleveltraining.com slash armsroom.
0: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltech studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now 407 774 8255. 407 774 8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Caltech studios.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Got some legislative updates we want to get to you. You know, for those of you listening around the country, want to talk to you about where the where the great states are, where where the progressive firearm states are, where the Second Amendment loving, Constitution loving Americans are. Unlike, uh, not like California. Not like California. Not not what they did to uh, retired uh, retired CHP officer Pitt out there. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And did you see? You little topical here. Did you see what happened with uh, the Trump rally in Chicago last night? No. No. No, really, was i the only one that saw this. Yeah, I, missed I guess it. I was the only one that saw this. I had a birthday party to go to. Trump. Trump rally in uh, in Chicago yesterday, last night. There was, uh, I think they said twenty five thousand people, uh, you know, there to get into the arena. So it's like a giant arena, you know, a, a, a big expo, expo center. Mm-hmm. You know, your pro basketball teams uh, play those those kind of places. And he was there for a rally, and uh, the uh, the do duels, the protesters, the these. Uh, these Bernie people, these 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 uh, these Hillary people showed up to 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 fight. Uh, you know, they wanted to get get physical, get physical, get verbal. They wanted to cause problems, and most of this happened outside. Started to flow inside. There was a lot of confrontation, and then of course, your uh, your thugs show up and they started problems with the you know rock and bottle and the police and 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 having all sorts of fun and nonsense. Rocking a bottle at the police. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's were, they, just... were they told to go to? free speech
3: zones to do this yeah free speech zones yeah, <laughs> you know this is this
1: is what this is what the uh the, the the handout kids this is what the this is what the everybody gets a trophy kids this mm-hmm. is this is what the, uh I want free edu- I want free education so I can take my 17th century French literature degree and then I want then I want you to pay me because I can't get a job free 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 is for me 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 it's art it's history art 17th century art, art art history, history. yeah yep yeah. Yeah. Um, it's legitimate <laughs> Sure, if you if you happen to be a 17th century French painter, it's legitimate. Yeah, uh, saying. You know, other than that, it's you know it's not. not art, it's art history. Art history, thank you. So all this went on, and they canceled the Trump rally. Trump, uh, they the police got with them, Secret Service got with them, and they just decided it was, uh, you know, for the betterment of everyone, the safety of everyone, they should cancel the event. Uh, Trump went on and did pretty much his rally speech on the on the radio on the, one of the TV programs, and uh, but uh, I think all this did all these all that these these worthless check cashers did was uh, you know help solidify Trump's position, and I'm not saying I'm for Trump or not for Trump, but you you, you start doing things like that, how can you he, think it's going to have the effect of they'll approve what of he your said? Methods? Is yeah, is true. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely right. They, we want to stop the hate. We're we're tired of the hate. What what you're tired of is just political correctness. You, you you like being the you don't know. We refer to him as uh, a person. Not as the young man. What are you talking about? You know, it's that kind of nonsense that they're they're screaming about. Uh, you know, Trump says, yeah, let's vet the Muslims before we bring them into the country, these refugees, because that's where the terrorists have been proven to be. But, and, the, and the protests are out there saying, he doesn't like Muslims. It, you know, they're just going to say what they want. Because guess what? They were given a trophy for everything they did. So they're always right. You know. They're special. They're always special. Mm-hmm. They're always right. They're always right. So. I like how they're saying that, uh,
5: you know, we want background checks for them, but yet background checks don't work for
1: firearms owners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point, Earl. Very good point. <laughs> Very good point. Um, yeah, yeah, like like we said. So it just—I think it just solidified his position. Again, I'm not—we're not, we're not uh, for or against anybody here, except against those that are against guns. I think we could agree to that. But uh, whoever, I, I, I whoever, all voting I for is our own private decision. I vote for. The Constitution. Yeah, vote for the Constitution. There you go. Uh, in Oklahoma, Oklahomans uh, can now—or well, excuse me, not yet—a bill that would allow Oklahomans to open carry without a permit passes the House. Heated debate unfolded at the Capitol, but the bill passed the House. Did they ask if it was safe <laughs> if they were on treadmill? <laughs> I cannot believe.
5: Can we? Uh... Oh my gosh!
1: For those of you that have not been following along with the program. There was a state representative in Florida who wouldn't give it up. Mm-hmm. He was told over and over again that it would be up to business owners to decide if they want guns allowed in their business or not. What, what if, if I go ag- to the gym? And that's all he kept asking. Oh, what if it accidentally goes off? What if it accidentally goes off? What if I'm on the treadmill? What if I'm at the pool?
3: I wonder if we exported him to Oklahoma and asked those same questions, because he still seemed you know unclear. What? If he
2: asked those kind of questions in Oklahoma, somebody smacked him with, <laughs> with a paddle. Yeah. Most, <laughs> um, most
5: importantly, Oklahoma is not like Florida. They have somebody in the committee that is doing their job and yeah. allowing these bills out of committee. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's doing his job in his own mind. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. This in was my the opinion. Longest debate on the House floor on Thursday. Eventually the bill did pass overwhelmingly, seventy three to fifteen. Under this bill, if you wanted to carry your weapon under your clothes or in your purse, you still have to get your concealed carry license. But if you wanted to carry a gun out in the open under this bill, you would not have to go through any training or get a permit to do that. Oklahoma's open carry laws can cha- could change in a big way. The bill that passed the House Thursday would do away with the training and permit you currently have to do to get a, to carry a, a gun openly in Oklahoma. Again, we're not talking about the debate of open carry or not. We don't have time for that today. But currently in Oklahoma, if you want to open carry, you have to meet the same requirements as concealed carry. Um, listen, I, I, and you guys are on the table, we're all instructors. You know, we've all or, or been through some form of training or another. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of training. Oh yeah, but what I, I go back to is show me training in the Second Amendment. Yeah. yeah, you know I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying I see both sides of the argument there. Listen, Second Amendment says the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, that doesn't it, it, mean everybody goes sleeveless. It, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but it clearly doesn't say we could decide when and where you don't want us to carry a gun, and you know so right, that so right. that nonsense is gone. So forget your your counterpoint to but well, they meant militia no they don't that's been proven about the past 215 years that that's not right, what they meant right uh, so open carry does not require or may not require training anymore in Oklahoma so uh, you know uh, good or bad I don't know uh, it, they, you know they, all it is is increasing the rights of the individual mm-hmm. you know is, is making it is
3: more, more right, regulator
1: is getting the permit and paying the fee a tax on
2: your right yeah, but the, it, our Supreme Court says that we can impose taxes that aren't taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, of course, referring to Obamacare. But
3: <laughs> it was a tax. Yeah.
1: In Puerto Rico, this one was uh, December. This one's kind of stayed under the radar a little bit. This uh, actually started back June, July, and then they finally got the interpretation in uh, in December. Recent court victory provides the ability to Puerto Rico's residents that can they can open carry and concealed carry without a permit. Uh, as of now, according to uh, the Representative uh, Sandra Bararis with Ladies of the Second Amendment, the group that brought the lawsuit, there is no regulation to purchase or carry, and all purchases will be handled in accordance with federal firearms regulations. The LSA, that's the Ladies of Second Amendment, is affiliated with the Second Amendment Foundation, our good friend Alan Gottlieb up there, through the International Association for the Protection of Civilian Arms Rights. Class action lawsuit challenged various articles in Puerto Rico's gun law, which the court declared unconstitutional because of the ruling. Barrera said Puerto Ricans may now carry openly or concealed without a permit, and they do not need to obtain a permit before purchasing a firearm. Like many states that we know of, with the, the, in Illinois, with the firearms identification card in New Jersey, uh, you know.
3: Well, actually, what what I think actually happened here is there was a regulation on the books that was struck down, and now there is absolutely no regulation whatsoever. So you're looking at the pure Second Amendment. Yes. Until they pass something new that is actually constitutional, which will, again,
1: regulate concealed carry in some form or fashion. Or may not. Or may not. You're You're because right. you, there you are several where... states that are constitutional yep. carry now. Right. They may just end up staying constitutional carry. I don't Correct. need a permit. The Correct. Constitution is my Second Amendment. Correct. Cumbersome firearms regulations have never prevented criminals from getting their hands on guns, noted SAF founder and executive vice president Alan Gottlieb. They have only inconvenienced law-abiding citizens or deprived them outright from exercising their rights under the Second Amendment. Uh, it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago we had Jerry Henry on from uh, Georgia Carey. It must have been at least 3 uh, 2 3 yeah. weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. They had it was going up in front of the house there in Georgia for campus carry. Uh, if you recall right at the same time I believe Florida's campus carry bill was being struck down. Right. But in Georgia, it has passed the house, it has passed committees, it has passed the Senate and is sitting on the governor's desk and it's reported that he will be signing it in October when he sits down and signs all the bills that have come through the House and Senate. So Georgia carry as uh, once again lobbied, as a, a, a great organization they are. Again, first or second in gun rights, I would believe, in the country now because of their activities. Georgia Carey has once again stood up for their citizens, stood up for the rights of, uh, excuse me, stood up for Second Amendment rights and has done a wonderful job. So, you know, hats off. Or tip the hats to uh, to Georgia Carey, Jerry Henry, and his entire staff up there. Good uh, job, guys. Yeah, so, you know, now, now the 21-year-old college student, while in class, uh, when she's walking back and forth, taking night classes, can uh, prevent her, you know, rape or violent crime because she's allowed to exercise her second amendment right mm-hmm. and carry that firearm. So, so good, good for them. And again, uh, we'll, we'll get Jerry back on the back on the horn here. and I'm sure in a couple of weeks another issue will come up, and we'll get Jerry. He's a great guy, great guy. So, well, let's you know, let's wrap it up the first hour of the show here. That one went by pretty quick. Uh, we get back next hour, like we said, uh, we're gonna have a. Lieutenant Bill, Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program, and uh, Kirk Chelberg be joining us from Ideal Conceal. That's that uh, that's that covert firearm that's uh, being developed, looks like a cell phone. So we'll get him on the program. So check them out, IdealConceal.com, before we uh, before we uh, get back, or, you know, when we're on there with them. Just make sure you're not driving and doing it. No, don't, don't no, do no, that. no, 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 <laughs> I mean, no, no, reading no, the, no, no. Reading about it or yeah. using it. Well, yes. either, either or, either or. All right, thank you. For joining the program, come join us next hour. Until then, and every day, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. And if you
2: are ready, stay ready. Stick around. We'll
1: be back in five minutes. See you after the break. Break time.
0: From the Celtech Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. With Mike and his team from the Arms Room. Conceal and carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear and more. You'll get it all right here. And you can connect with these guys right now. Call the Arms Room Radio hotline. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Arms Room Radio is on the air live coast to coast. From the Keltech Studios. Now, here's Mike.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Thank you. Where we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Good break, gentlemen. Good break. Oh yes. That's a good first hour. Though we're gonna we gonna see if we can top it now. We gotta see if we can top it. That was a good first hour. I don't I know really if we can top it. And you know, it's just gonna be tough. It's gonna mm-hmm. be tough. Mm-hmm. Listen, on my right, my right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Dr. great song yeah it is it's just it nothing is. we just can't even talk over it we can't say anything it's just nope. a great song nope. yeah just bob my head that's it <laughs> on my left still bobbing uh, my head. center stage on the mic the pallet jacker <laughs> <laughs> professional professional pallet jacker uh, actually he was a pallet watcher. Pallet, watcher pallet watcher is uh mr kevin maxwell the legal ninja the courtroom assassin please uh say hello 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 <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. night, Gracie. <laughs> and sitting across in about the uh, one o'clock position is the Samurai Sidekick, the Padawan Learner, attorney Alec Weber. Hi. Weighing in. That's 100 and 200 pounds. 100 and 200 pounds. <laughs> that would make him 300 pounds. I was trying to be polite. I'm not that. Fat. Uh, so, welcome back. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, last week we talked about. The ideal conceal pistol. Yes, we did. Uh, we told you, uh, you know, briefly. We, we again, if you're, if you're home, you're near your computer. You, you're uh, you're not driving. You're not in traffic. You got your smartphone there. You got some sort of utility device. Check out the pictures. Uh, we've got them up on uh, on on our Facebook page. Yes, uh, you know, we all snapped a picture of them there. That's uh, our uh, Facebook. Radio. You could go to their website on. Uh, idealconceal.com that's idealconcealed.com uh, you know I, I gotta tell you we've, we've talked about it several times this week to several individuals to those looking for concealed carry options and at the same time we talk to our law enforcement brothers and make sure they're aware of it because it's uh, you know it's new and education is key for, for all parties involved with this uh, but we were able to communicate and track down with the uh, the, the uh, well, Kirk are you with us hello Kirk yep here. Here. There Kirk, is. sorry about that. Are, 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 you know what, I, I never got the title. Your owner, your CEO, what do you What do you go by there at the company? CEO. CEO of the company. Uh, is uh, With us on the radio is, is Kirk Chelberg, CEO of Ideal Conceal. Please welcome him to the show. Welcome. Yay! Yay. Appreciate you guys having <laughs> me on today. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. Sever-
5: Since he's CEO and he's on the radio with us, who's sleeping, sweeping the floors now?
9: Uh-oh. I did that before I got here. <laughs> okay, <cool. laughs> good man, good man.
5: He plans ahead.
2: <laughs> uh, that's that's a guy who knows what it's like to be a CEO. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Can
1: uh, name that tune in one note. Kirk, tell me tell me a little bit about the the concept. Where did where did where did this come up? Uh, how do you know? How'd you get this started?
9: Well, it actually came about because um, in Minnesota here, you have to go you know through the class and and get your concealed carry license. It used to be, you just went over to the sheriff and they handed them out if you were reasonable, you know. A law-abiding citizen. right? But I went through the Minnesota course and then I decided it was a good idea. I just have a little Winchester 380 and I thought I better practice carrying and, and be smart about how to carry it and know what I'm doing and conceal it. And So I did the traditional thing where I had it on my belt and I wore the big baby shirt over the top and, and uh, for whatever reason we went to the nearest truck stop for a little break and uh, uh, halfway through the, through the meal I took my shirt off and forgot I had basically forgotten. That i had my gun on because it was so comfortable and when i got up to walk to the men's room i got halfway there and a kid was probably about eight years old screams out mommy mommy that guy's got a gun mm. and of course the whole place you know turns and looks at you and gives you some some people look mm-hmm. at you uh fine and some give you a little bit of the stink eye so i thought oh there's just got to be a better way of doing this right you no know, right. better way of carrying conceal so that's kind of how it got started
1: that's that's you know pretty much a traditional way uh, you know that's the, the what is it? The necessity is the mother of all inventions, and yeah. there you go, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And now, have you had any you know experience? Were you in the firearm business at all, or, or you know, is this something new for you?
9: No, this is this is a brand new
1: uh,
9: brand new idea for us to follow, brand new path.
1: And you, and, you know, because I'm looking at it, it's, it's brilliant. Is this engineering background, or was this you know you had somebody else to help to help design it, or was this a concept thing, or you know, how did that come around?
9: Well, I have both. I have um, I have friends that are are. Um, do the, the uh, 3D design, and then I found, ah, had okay. to find a licensed uh, FFL firearm designer to do the actual design and the and the uh, components for manufacture. So okay. I have both.
1: Okay. Where, where, where are we in the process right now?
9: We are done with the design, uh, the 3D files. I'll get those tomorrow, and then uh, we just have to move forward with sourcing the parts and, and deciding, you know, a few other things about who's going to manufacture and those kind of things. I have a couple of different people in mind for that, and we're going to wrap that up next week. So I'm um, getting very close to having a firing prototype. My, my plan is to have one by the middle of April so we can do video and, and photos, which a lot of people have asked for, and hopefully uh, show it at the NRA show.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. You know, we're, we're going to be at the NRA show. Oh, but hold on, Kevin's got a question. Kevin. Have you come up with a price point yet?
9: Yeah, we um, and when I say we, I, I did develop some friendships in the industry because I found that when you're new to it, the best thing you want to do is go find people who are not new to it. And we went and we went round and round, and everybody said, "Hey, if you can keep it under 400, it'll be great." So you know, we went out with 395 to start.
2: Okay, I'm just going to pre-order six of them right now. <laughs> That's just yeah, for me.
9: And I've had I've had requests like that. The highest we've gotten now is seven. We have one person that wants.
2: Seven oh, I'm not going to be outdone time. by some guy in Minnesota. Uh, Ten.
9: All right,
1: good deal. Uh, yeah, for <laughs> thanks, I mean, guy from Minnesota. For for you know just for <laughs> personal use, we'd all want one of them. And I know the. You know the stores we're involved with, and you know over at, the, over at the arms room and everything. It'd be wonderful to have this kind of thing. But before we even get there, that's not the whole reason for contacting you. Know, we just think this is a this is a great concept. It, this is this is this is great, brilliant. Uh, well, you I know, appreciate that. It, you know, for those of you that didn't catch us last week when we talked about it, this looks like, uh, and I'm guessing from the drawings, about the size of maybe a, an iPhone six, uh, somewhere around there, and a, you know a, 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 one of those uh, Galaxy phones. They're not overly huge like an iPad. It just looks like a phone. And then yep, you, that, you, you,
9: that was the intention. Exactly.
1: You know, this is perfect for, for the days where y- you know, you can't carry your, your decent regular size firearm, or even if it is like, like, like uh, Kirk said, a little, a little short or a little, little Winchester 380, this just sits in the back pocket like a phone. It looks like your cell phone sitting in the back pocket.
9: Yeah, that was the plan. And I think part of it too is, and you know, we get, we get a little bit of I've had a little bit of criticism, criticism from people saying that, uh, you know, if you're going to carry, you need to carry a maintain shot Glock and all uh. that kind of stuff. And, uh, but we've also had a lot of customers that have said, you know, like one guy said, I, I, I have to wear scrubs to work. Yeah, I can't carry under there. There's mm-hmm. no way to carry well, under I, those scrubs, but this will fit right in.
2: I just responded to a, a Facebook post that said, you know, two rounds of 380s, is not much stopping power, and I reminded them that it – Beats trying to defend yourself with a coat hanger.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's it exactly. And
2: it depends on where you place them.
9: I also think this is aimed at a lot of people who just aren't inclined to carry that big of a weapon. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there I think that would like to carry or would be more inclined to carry if they had something that was a little more discreet, because not all of us have the privilege of working around, you know, without working around a lot of liberal people who would take a lot of issue with you having a gun. Um, And it just gives you an opportunity to... You know, just to basically be discreet—that's the idea behind it.
1: Exactly, Kurt. We're up against—we're uh, up against a break. Can you hang out with us one more segment? Talk a little more about it. Absolutely. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the studios. On the lines, Kurt Chilberg from Ideal Concealer. Join us again after the break. Hey, Mike. Ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my CERT S-I-R-T training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my CERT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, CERT is the safest and only way to go. CERT training pistol. I've heard about them.
6: They look like a Glock, but they don't fire Real bullets. Saves you money, huh? Yep, it sure does. How do I get mine?
7: Log on to nextleveltrainingcom arms room and order yours today. The safest and easiest way to train in your own environment. Get ready. Stay ready with the CERT training pistol. Go online right now to slash arms room.
8: This is no ordinary shotgun. Not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons
6: off ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle then you want the tactical excellence of gun tech usa gun tech
0: listening to Arm's Room Radio live from the Celtech Studios. Call the Arm's Room hotline right now. 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arm's Room Radio, live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Keltek Studios. Welcome
1: back to Arm's Room Radio. We have on the line with us Mr. Kirk Shelberg. Kirk is the CEO of Ideal Conceal. Kirk, are you still with us? I am. Excellent, excellent. couple more questions for you. I mean, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but we, everybody's curious, and we, we're looking at each other going, wait, wait, I got one, I got one. <laughs> uh, oh, I got time, guys. Yeah, you, you, you say you're going to be at NRA Show. Hopefully we're going to have a prototype there or something to show. Um, we're going to be there also, so we'll, we'll definitely come and find you. We're gonna, we, we'll get together. What... Um, what, what are you looking for as far as production dates I know I know you've got a lot of stuff between you now and then but what, what would be a guess for we could tell the the listeners
9: well we're hoping to have uh, a production stream started by mid 2016 when i say that we're looking at you know July August to have a, a good stream of them coming out of the factory but um, you know that those things are always you got a lot of things to set up in this but we're really hoping for mid 2016
1: sure absolutely that's a, that's great i mean you know normally when you get a New firearm developed like this. It, uh, it it takes a while. I'm trying to re- recall. I don't know, Earl, if you remember or not. Um, this is a similar story to Gaston Glock and how he, you know, just had an idea and and created a gun and he wasn't a gun and guy earlier. And that's what yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm feeling talking to Kirk here. That this is this is very innovative. Clearly looking at it, oh, yeah. you know, as innovative as Glock was when it came out. And this is you know a lot of excitement. I mean, are you seeing a lot of response to it so far, Kurt? Yeah,
9: we've had a tremendous response. Um, websites over. Probably a hundred thousand hits by now, and um, we have over ten thousand fans on Facebook. And so, yeah, it's been it's been very well received, surprisingly well received because we haven't really promoted it and it's not you know out in the marketplace yet. So yeah, that's been that's been a great reception.
1: It, it is cool, and you know, it, everybody's always looking for that next concealable firearm, something that they can uh, you know carry easily, whether it had been the, the holster to carry it in or the firearm itself. So this is this is really great. Um, have you had any? Um, any comments? Any response, like from the law enforcement community, yet on this?
9: A surprise, you know, a surprising amount of the people who are who are writing in, pre-ordering, or asking for a pre-order are law, law enforcement officers. I haven't had only a handful of negative comments, and uh, one of the and I engage those guys because I want to talk to them and let them know, you know, we're not up to anything sinister here. It's um, it's certainly just a, a Basically, another concealed carry pistol, and um, by the time we get done talking to him, I think a lot of the, a lot of the guys that are against it are just concerned in general about being shot, which is uh, you know value, sure. a valuable. valuable yeah. idea. I worry about it all the mind. time. <laughs> but other than that, no, I think it's been very well received. We've had um, we've had a lot of inquiries from law enforcement officers and private protection firms, and so yeah, it's been good
1: yeah you know and this is an education thing you know we make sure, as the citizens know and they're educated about uh, you know carrying firearms or what type of firearms to carry, that law enforcement's aware of what this is, so so they don't make the mistake of uh you know thinking it's a cell phone, but you know, but that's you know they have officer safety bulletins, and that'll go out. This is by no means the the product is is no way evil we all know that uh, it's it's not the gun that's evil it's the people that use them and this is just a, a cr- incredible option for citizens that want to carry concealed, and even for law enforcement as a backup weapon. You know, if something happens to your primary, like Kevin said, I'd rather have two shots from a three eighty than have to hit them with a coat hanger, you know, yeah, something like yeah. that.
9: Well, we're also working with, I mean, Homeland Security's contacted me. They want um, x-rays of it so they can help train TSA people and all that kind of stuff. We're definitely willing to help with. We don't want any you know, sinister-type people getting a hold of this or have any negative events. So we're definitely willing to cooperate in any way that we can to make sure that you know, it doesn't get used inappropriately or illegally.
1: Well, this was also one of the yeah, issues when yeah, blocks
9: the,
2: first came out. That That's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, speaking of agencies, have you got any feedback from the ATF about whether or not they're going to consider this in an any other weapon cl- category, National Firearms Act, Class 3?
9: Uh, no, we haven't, because you can't submit to them until you have an actual functioning prototype. And so um, our general consensus is that it's, a pistol with a folding grip. And, you know, North American Arms has a Mini-22 with a folding grip.
2: They do. Um, yeah. Carried um, one for years. You
9: know, Taurus has been con- definitely um, shown as being compared to a cell phone. So, you know, we feel pretty safe that this is actually just going to be a concealed carry pistol. Uh, but you can't get anything from them without an actual functioning prototype. So,
1: Yeah, and, and, and even then. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
9: even then, it,
1: it, <laughs> hurry up and wait. Hurry up well, and I wait.
5: To we'll back to you like
9: I just wanted to address for a second the three eighty concern because we went with three eighty because we wanted it to have um, a small size and we wanted it to keep the recoil down. You know, in as much as this has never been fired and anything like it's never been fired, we didn't want to get a real high caliber right away where it was unruly to handle. So that's part of the reason we went with three eighty And in the future, I can see bigger calibers, and we are also working on a semi-automatic for probably twenty. 18
1: at this point. Wow, that's, that's... that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's great. This this is this is the new Glock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty, much. pretty uh, much. Very well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. this he, is I mean, this is this is this is great. Uh, again, you know, I, I'm making that comparison a couple of times here. He was a, a guy who would, you know, he knew what firearms were, but he never made a gun. And he got a he got a a, a, a fax in error yeah. asking for a bid on guns. And he made yep. it's a guy that made bayonets and shovels, mm-hmm. you know, in canteens and ended up. Producing the Glock, but like you said, a lot of people came to him. The T. S. Well, wasn't T. S. A. TSA at the time? They wanted to do X-rays. Remember, it was the it was the porcelain Glock, and it could go through X-ray machines. And I've, I've only I, got I've got one of those few prototypes. Yeah, I see the same kind of response here, and I love the way you're handling. I love the way you're dealing with. And we again, we can't wait to get a hold of this product, and we can't wait to yeah. to come and meet you out there at the NRA show. That's the next time we'll be in the same spot. It's a tablet well, no, size one. No,
9: no, I've just spent a lot of effort begging <laughs> Apple not to Pardon. make anything else that doesn't look like a smartphone. So.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With that new iPad Pro, you've got a lot of room to work. I was going to say, that's going to be the Desert Eagle equivalent. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah,
9: that one
2: could
6: be a semi-automatic. Well, you, right?
2: you guys laugh. I, the, they don't remember this, and I don't think you're probably old enough to either, but The Man from U.N.C.L.E. was a TV series back in the 60s, and oh, yeah. they had radios that would convert into the toy series. The The radio would turn into a rifle, there was a camera that would turn into a pistol. And every time I look at this, I think this guy had to have watched reruns of The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Well,
9: oh, I've seen The Man from U.N.C.L.E. I'm older than, old enough to know that show.
2: Well, that, that's, when I looked at this, that's the first thing I thought of is that I remember that toy when I was a very, very small child. we in Dinosaurs. Uh, Hey, nobody hit me with a... Yeah, you were in a small <laughs> child in the sixties. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, the eighteen sixties. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> back during the Civil War. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Unlike this gun, you had a gun that had two shots
1: in it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, I did because I put two down the barrel. <laughs> of two down the barrel. of it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kirk, thank you for joining us. Uh, we, we love having you on the show. If you get uh, you know any other updates, you know we're we're gonna keep be tracking. You're looking on the website. You ever want to come back on? We'll talk about it some more. And uh, uh, you know if, if things. Uh, Uh, Work out. We'll see you up there at the NRA show.
9: Yeah, well, I'm grateful for the opportunity of have been on, and, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated for sure, especially once we get some video out and people get I'll, to see it actually functioning. I think that's when the excitement will build because, really, you know, until you know what it's going to do, you don't. nobody's going to be able to get real excited about it. But I think once they see it in, in action, everybody's going to go crazy.
1: Well, 100,000 hits on your website. It sounds like people are
2: excited about it. I'll bring a case so. of ammo. We'll try it in the parking lot.
9: <laughs> All right, guys. Perfect. You take good care, and thanks again for the opportunity. Thank you, Kurt. Take care. You bet. Bye.
1: That's Mr. Kirk Chelberg. He's the uh, CEO of Ideal Conceal, so make sure you check him out. That was that's, a great that's one of those. Dope! I wish I'd have thought of that. Oh yeah. man, yeah. How <laughs> do you not? How do we all carry on the cell phone all day long and a gun on the hip or a gun in the yep. pocket and we don't put this together? We got a cell phone in the holster the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's craziness, craziness. All right. Um, hey, next uh, next topic. We only got a couple of minutes. I wanted to talk to you about this one before we uh, we get to the uh, next segment. You guys, you guys, uh, what's that show? That uh, movie? Uh, what's uh, the 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 Star Wars? You seen that? The yeah. Star yeah. Wars. You seen, you seen the Star Wars? Which shows? one? Which one? You seen yeah. The... Yeah. It, de-
2: it doesn't make any difference. Well, does... listen,
1: listen first well, of well, all... yes, it does because three of no. them don't, don't exist. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This right. question, yeah. it
2: doesn't.
1: Four, five, do six, and seven. Because the first three, like you said, they don't I exist. Don't look they look don't this. exist. Man, <laughs> These man. were not
2: the movies
5: you were looking for. Whatever.
1: Wow. Listen, and this is one of those. You know, you're torn. You know, you hear actors or singers or whatever people in entertainment. Entertainment industry. Thank you. Entertainment industry. Open their their pie holes and nothing but nonsense comes out. Mark Hamill, Mm. who plays the lightsaber-wielding Luke Skywalker in Star Wars movies. Can't talk. Except the last one. And I'm sorry if if that's a spoiler. It's been three movies. See the movie already. Okay. (laughs) Uh, He has endorsed a Democratic candidate for the Senate who says he will help enact common-sense gun control. It sickens me. Sickens me to see the horrific gun violence in a country I love perpetrated against even the most innocent of school children. Well, sickens me, too. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Uh, followed by the politicians doing absolutely nothing, Hamill says in his video where he endorsed. I am not even mention this clown's name. He endorsed some Democrat uh, who's rubbing, running for a Senate seat now held by uh, some other or by Senate Robert Portman of, of Ohio uh, Republican. Uh, if elected, he'll work. To ban assault weapons, he'll vote for common-sense gun safety. Mm, common-sense gun safety. Who says that? Oh, that's right. Crazy mothers no. against everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he'll stand up to the NRA. Well, he'd better bring a lightsaber. <laughs> you, you know, he'd better. He'd better, he better yeah. bring a blaster. Well, the blaster's not going to work. Yeah. You know, ah, listen. Choo-choo-choo-choo. Uh, you know, fight. hokey religions and ancient weapons ain't no match for a good blaster. That's right. right. <laughs> um, he's right on the issues, and he'll make a very forceful senator. Listen, and there's a and there's a perfect counterpoint to what Mr. Hamill is saying. Earl's posted it up online. But if you've seen this, and you recall from one of the movies that we don't talk about. Mm. It was the third. There was a scene where young Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker went to the Jedi Council and killed all the children. It's called the... The, the, the Jedi the, children. That's right. The the younglings. The younglings. And you, and you know what the quote is above that? Nobody, Nobody blamed the lightsaber. Yeah. All right. All right, Mark, okay, it's not the weapon's fault. You could do this with a car, as was done in Las Vegas recently. You could do this with a bomb, uh, as it was done in Paris. You could do this with an airplane, as was done in New York and in the Pentagon and a field in Pennsylvania. All right, get a clue. All right, go act, keep your pie hole closed until they say action, and then and, and just go be Luke. All right, or give us a... Give us a sequel to Corvette Summer. We've been waiting that for that for like forty years. Star Wars <laughs> so. and Corvette Summer, that's about all. You that's it. Do James another Jane Silent Bob maybe. movie. Jane Silent Bob. Uh, big red one. He was in that too. Mm-hmm. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Celtech studios. We'll see you after the break. Exercise your Second Amendment rights response. Don't forget to the-
0: You're listening to Arm's Room Radio, live from the Celtech Studios. Call the Arm's Room hotline right now, 407-774-8255. 407-774-8255. Now, more Arm's Room Radio, live coast to coast with Mike and the guys in the Celtech Studios.
5: The Fallen Hero segment of Arm's Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxlawOrlando.com.
1: Max Belkey, U.S. Army retired, was killed at the Pentagon on September 11, 2001, when terrorists attacked with a hijacked civilian airplane striking the outer ring of the building. At the time of his death, Master Sergeant Belkey, 69, was serving as the Deputy Chief of Retired Services, Office of the Deputy Chief of Staff for Personnel, Department of the Army. Master Sergeant Belkey's office was in Virginia, but at the time of the attack, he was meeting with Lieutenant General Timothy Maud and retired Lieutenant Colonel Gary Smith at the Pentagon. Funeral services were held in the military chapel at Fort Myer, Virginia, on December 11, 2001, three months after his death. In attendance was General Eric Shinsecki, Chief of Staff of the United States Army, and Major General Catherine G. Frost, the Army's Adjutant General. Master Sergeant Belkey was buried at Arlington Cemetery. The burial service included a bugler playing taps and a 21-gun salute by a firing squad. Frost presented an American flag to Belkey's widow, Leeson Belkey. Master Sergeant Max Velke, you are not forgotten.
3: If you've got any legal matters you'd like to discuss with Kevin and myself, you can give us a call at the office. The phone number is 407-480-2179. You can look us up online, the website's maxlaworlando.com. You can reach us on Twitter, at MaxLawOrlando, or you can find us on Facebook Facebook.com slash downtown
1: attorneys Thank you Alec thank you Kevin thank you my uh, pleasure listen I know this is this was not the uh, the typical uh, forgotten hero that we would normally do No, this guy's
2: like famous and stuff
1: yeah you know I was I was uh, it was last week I was looking up uh, looking up some uh, numbers for some research um, I was talking about um, I was letting certain politicians know that if you try and hijack the election, that there's 2.5 million veterans currently, combat veterans of Iraq and Afghanistan and other uh, areas of operation, that of the 2.9 million Vietnam veterans, there are still another, uh, uh, you know, 850,000 left. And then, of course, we have all the veterans of Desert Storm, uh, Desert Shield, uh, that they need to be cautious of if they pull some shenanigans. While doing that, I came across the information that – Eight hundred fifty thousand again, Vietnam veterans left alive, and that how many? Well, they, well, out of two point nine million. Um, but what they said in there was that the last surviving uh, Vietnam, or, or excuse me, the, excuse me, the the youngest Vietnam veteran would be about fifty four years old. And I said, wait a second, that's not right. There's no way that math is right. And and it was dated, a current story, but I wasn't sure if the, you know the story had. It was on the Internet. It just kicked a normal date out, you know, today's date. So I, so I did some research on it, and I found I was I was researching uh, last Americans out of Vietnam. I was looking for age groups. Right. Well, uh, when I came across that, and by the way, the answer would be about yeah, 61, 62 years old, depending on if you left at 73 or if you were per- perhaps assigned to the embassy as a Marine guard until 75. So somewhere around that would be our, our youngest Vietnam veteran. The information I found out was I was reading was a story from September 16, 2001. Uh, and if you guys remember, that's five days after the attacks on, on our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the title of the story was last soldier to leave Vietnam is feared dead. Um, he was the last in line moving up the ramp into a waiting C-130 at Tan Son Nut Air Base, uh, a tall husky man with an open Midwestern face, who was about to step into history was March 29th, 1973 in Saigon and master Sergeant Max Belkey was officially designated as the last American combat soldier to leave Vietnam. He'd survived two wars at that point, Korea and Vietnam. And now he was going home to his family in Minnesota. 28 years later, Belkey at 69 and long since retired from the army was killed in his third, when he was plunged suddenly into this third conflict, the war on terror. Uh, he was just a guy, just a man. You know, obviously more than that. Uh, you know, a soldier. He served over twenty years. He served honorably in two wars, and and by happenstance happened to be the last guy up the plane. Uh, he was the guy that used to would cut the orders. You know, he's the master sergeant. Here's, here's your orders. Get on the plane, go home. Here's your orders. Get on the plane, go home. Well, when he got, guess what? When he got done cutting the orders he to s- send people home, <laughs> oh yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's gotta, the last guy standing. There, got to fill one out for himself. Yeah, so he fills one out for himself, and and he uh, he walks out to the tarmac, and he and he walks uh he walks up the up the up the ramp. Uh, there was a very cool story from that that I want to tell you about, but. Um, before we go that, he, when he came back, he, he tried a couple of different things, like a, like a, you know, a lot of veterans did, and he ended up realizing that he wanted to help veterans, uh, and so you know he started his job as a civilian with the Department of the Army. Now, if anybody knows anything about uh, military retirees working in government service, especially at the federal level, whatever their rank was after you retire, that that's your title. So he was known as. You know, Master Sergeant Belky for his entire life. For, he's top. Yeah, he was. He was. He was known as Master Sergeant longer than he was out than when he was in. You know, he he was <laughs> he, he was the man. Um, and believe me, when he's sitting in an office of a lieutenant general and and the retired lieutenant colonel discussing personnel matters, he was the man. Okay, you know, they were like, "Get Max up here. We need to find out what's going on." You know, and, and he he was that guy. Uh, the, the the guys that perpetrated this hideous crime, would never have walked up to him
2: and tried no, to do that face-to-face. Absolutely not. They'd have caught him beaten. Absolutely not.
1: Uh, the fall of Saigon uh, to the North Vietnamese and the desperate evacuation of U.S. Embassy did not occur until April 29, 1975, but the official completion of American troop, troop withdrawal in 1973 was a major event. Um, I know I remember it on TV, Kevin. Uh, you know, if you remember watching the helicopter fly off the embassy, uh, you know, then uh, you see that. I might recall that. <laughs> It was very loud. Uh, For many who boarded the last plane, it was a bitter experience. As agreed to in Paris, observers from North Vietnamese Army looked on, sometimes smiling and trying to shake hands with American officers. The gestures were largely ignored or rebuffed with curses. When Master Sergeant Belkey started up the ramp, and I remember, he's the last guy, Mm -hmm. a North Vietnamese colonel stepped forward and presented him with a gift, a straw placemat decorated with a picture of a pagoda. Belkey according to accounts at the time, looked down at the colonel, accepted the gift, and went up the ramp. He said, March 29th always stuck with me, Uh, he said in the interview years later. There are certain things like your wedding anniversary, the day you came into the Army, first time you left country and shipped out for Korea in 53, you remember those dates. His sister Lucille noted that it was after he came home from Vietnam that Belky developed a a passion for fishing and and then also for veterans. Uh, It was after he was died and after he was interned at, there at Arlington National Cemetery, that people, you know, I guess at that point realized who he was. That's why General Shinseki is there. This is, this is a man's name out of history, uh, who, who, who met his demise, again, in his third war, plunged into it before we even knew what it was. Uh, I'm going to read you one more part of this. Uh, Grim and Hush, the last U.S. troops filed out of C-130s, excuse me, filed onto the C-130 in Saigon. He was the last one up the ramp. Colonel Boy Tin, and I'm sorry, my Vietnamese is not awesome. Colonel Boy Tim, head of the North Vietnamese observer team, attempted to shake hands with the departing soldiers. Most ignored his hand, but one hand, uh, and then one American also spout out an obscenity. Well, Master Sergeant Belky was the last in line. As he walked up the ramp, Colonel Tin gave him the mat with the picture of the pagoda and said to him, I hope you return as a tourist. You are certainly welcome. Well, you know, who knows if he meant it or if he was being, it was a snide remark to the, mm-hmm. you know, defeated defeated soldier. Uh, that's what Belke told uh, the interviewer that he, that he said in a recent interview. Belke looked at Tim, accepted the present with a gift, with a quiet word of thanks, and climbed into the aircraft. Uh, recently, now again, I said since, since his death, since his departure, uh, people were able to find Colonel Tim. He's Colonel Tin is now a proponent against the Vietnam uh, current Vietnam government, any in Paris, he speaks out against the Vietnamese. So he's in exile. He, yeah, I don't know if he's in exile or just speaks out. That's you usually know, he's, where people in exile go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paris. So, so he is I still uh, keep an apartment there. <laughs> he he's he's now a leading critic of Hanoi government, uh, and, and he lives in Paris. When they told him about his death, he responded, "You know, he's very very sad and." you know, doesn't wish for any soldier to die at all. But it was just unique experience. Uh, I think finding the story, I never would have seen this had we not had that topic that we were talking about. and uh, you know much respect to Master Sergeant Max Belkey and his whole family and in uh, the service in three wars to his country. And finally, the only thing that could the only thing that could kill a war hero at the age of sixty nine was a coward, terrorist, uh, sneak, terrorist attack. sneak attack on innocent, uh, innocent civilian, innocent civilians. So, uh, again, sorry for the extended and long, uh, forgotten hero, but, uh, I think this one deserved it. You're listening to arms room radio coming to you live from the Keltech studios. When we get back, Lieutenant Bill, chief law enforcement officer of the program.
6: off. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of Gun Tech USA. Gun Tech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10 and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, Gun Tech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when Custom
8: Not with innovative dual tube magazines that hold a dozen 12 gauge rounds, plus one in the chamber. And in the one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, the ordinary tactical shotgun became obsolete. Innovation, performance, Keltec. See the KSG in action at YouTube slash Keltec Weapons.
1: Hey, Mike, ready to go to lunch? No, not today. I'm going to get some trigger time in. You're going to the range? Nope. I'm going to train in the environment in which statistics say I'm most likely to have a violent encounter at work. Here in the office? Or at home. Trigger time? How can you have trigger time in the office or at home without shooting up the place? Easy. With my SIRT S-I-R-T training pistol from Next Level Training. Shooting paper targets at the range is good practice, but it's not the environment I'm in most of the time. With the rise in workplace violence, I vowed not to be a victim. Besides, I'm here all by myself, so why not? I have my SIRT training pistol, and when practicing your draw from concealment, SIRT is the safest and only way to go. SIRT training pistol. I've heard about them. They look like a Glock,
6: but they don't fire bullets saves you money huh yep it sure does how do i get mine
7: log on to next level arms room and order yours today the safest and easiest way to train in your own environment get ready stay ready with the cert training pistol go online right now to next level arms room
0: Listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Keltech Studios. Call the Arms Room Hotline right now, 407 774 8255. 407 774 8255. Now, more Arms Room Radio, live coast to coast, with Mike and the guys in the Celtech Studios.
1: Welcome back to Arms Room Radio. Hey, a couple of quick little tidbits information before we get to Lieutenant Bill on the line here. If you wanted to look up any information about Master Sergeant Max Belke, that's Max, M-A-X, but the last name is spelled B-Bravo, E-India, excuse me, E-Echo, I-India, L-K-E. So it's B-E-I-L-K-E. Earl's going to post that up, so you'll be able to get a link to it, but if you're driving down the road and can't wait for that, B is in boy, E-I-L-K-E. It's Master Sergeant Max Belke. Um, we had an email uh, come in from uh, Dave in Florida. Dave had a question about uh, Ideal Conceal. Wanted to know if Ideal Conceal was a public-traded company. Uh, you know, at this point, we, we we did some checking. We already had Kirk off the line, but uh, we couldn't find anything that showed they were publicly traded. Uh, next time we get him back, or I'll send the question to him, Maybe we, uh, if I can get you an answer, we'll do a little update on it next week for you, Dave. But uh, thanks for the question. Lieutenant Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. How are you doing today, sir?
4: Gentlemen, gentlemen, I am doing wonderful. Just one ten seven from my shift, so I can't be any better. Getting ready to head to the hockey game.
1: Outstanding, outstanding. Uh go Panthers, right? Absolutely there we go, go Panthers. There we go. There we go. We uh we have minor league hockey up here and it's great. so we Good gotta get together. Bears. Go, Solar Bears! We got to get some. got to get some hockey together, together, together. Absolutely. Hey, did you catch this story out of New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans Police Department Deputy Chief, have you seen this?
4: <laughs> yes, I have, and, and all I can say is beware of stupid people in large groups.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, you know, I, I I try not to call you on every law enforcement story, but it, when it involves uh, nonsense coming from the executive staff, I, I want to make sure that I'm not just sitting here going, that can't be right. I got to I got to get Lieutenant Bill on the line. Um, well,
4: you know, it's uh, it's it's funny because you see how New Orleans police command staff is trying to walk back and walk away from the statements that she made, uh, so they're even distancing themselves uh, from what she said.
1: Let me let me give it real quick, the, the first couple of sentences here, and then we'll let you take it away. New Orleans' uh, most prominent police union has called the New Orleans Police Department Public Integrity Bureau, head to resign following a comment she made this past Tuesday night. <laughs> Uh, In the forum Tuesday, Deputy Superintendent Arlinda Westbrook said that the officers of New Orleans would have been arrested on the spot if they had shot Eric Harris in the manner Jefferson Parish, Louisiana deputies had a month prior. Uh, For those that don't know the story, uh, according to uh, the report out there, after threatening a woman with a handgun, 22-year-old Eric Harris was killed after two deputies shot him following a vehicle pursuit across two towns. Now, from everything that we see, uh, they, they they opened fire in self-defense uh, after Harris attempted to run them over in reverse. Uh, statement's been disputed by Harris's girlfriend, who was a passenger in the car. Yeah, okay, like that we didn't see coming. Like she's going to well, say, "Oh no, no, he had it coming." Yeah. That's
4: an unbiased statement.
1: Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. But she she uh, she uh, she opened mouth insert foot in a, in a big way out there.
4: Yes, yes, she did. Uh, you know, it, it, whenever you see something like this, you really got to question it. And you got to look at the background of, of, uh, of her. She's never been a law enforcement officer. She's been in that position or involved with the New Orleans Police Department for some 18 years. Uh, so her, uh, judgment is called into question as far as what law enforcement officers face, what kind of training she has to make that kind of judgment. Uh, this was nothing more than pandering to the, uh, uh the Harris family. Uh, and, of course, the Black Lives Movement was uh, was there and was prompting this. And I think she was just making a show or trying to make some sort of uh, overture to the to the community for whatever reason. But she, she uh, made a very big uh, faux pas in making that statement.
1: Yeah, so many questions here. How do, you, how do you get to be deputy chief of a major police department and have, uh, you know, no police experience? I mean, I, well, I guess at I, some I have point you had to go words. to an academy, I have you know? four
4: words to explain that to you, and they're very simple. New Orleans Police Department. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was uh, going to say, yeah. you, you've been to New Orleans?
4: <laughs> you know, with New Orleans Police Department, they have a federal – I think right now they currently have had the longest federal oversight uh, committee or forum of any law enforcement agency in the United States. They're still – uh, have a lot of problems with corruption, uh, and for somebody who is in charge of, of the uh, Police Integrity Bureau, uh, I, my personal uh, opinion is is I really have to question her judgment in, uh, in that position.
1: Yeah, she said, if that was our police officer, because it's so contrary to our policy, they would have been arrested on the spot we would not have been authorized in new orleans to take any of those actions
4: i mean first off and and that is true if you look at new orleans police department policy right. they are not allowed to fire at moving vehicles uh, whether their officers are not allowed to put themselves in a position where uh, they would be uh, and a, a vehicle could be used as a weapon against them it's very restrictive uh, so they can't do now, their job the, exactly it's it's it is difficult the judgment call but you know like a lot of cops and And I'd rather be tried by 12 than carried by six. Uh, But to make a statement that they would be arrested on the spot, having been in command staff and been in internal affairs or anything like that, I've never, never arrested anybody for violation of a department policy. Yeah, it's, it's can a you policy. A,
2: can you arrest somebody for violation of a policy? Because I would love well, to, def- they, I would love to defend that lawsuit.
4: Well, the first phone call that I would make would be to you, sir. <laughs> uh, and say, hey, I was just arrested for a code of conduct policy.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. And, okay. And go ahead and pick and, out and, the and car. And
4: leave it from there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, Get that guy and, from California but, while you're at it. <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly. Uh, now, I also looked at Jefferson Parish. Uh, and their policies, and they really don't have too much policy that addresses (laughs) this. So looking at it from, uh, from a command staff or an internal affairs point of view, you have what we call a policy failure. The officers may have done something that may not seem right, but there's no policy against it. So this is what we would call... You know, we could sustain a violation. However, it would go under policy uh, policy failure because there's nothing that addresses what they can and can't do mm-hmm. in that specific situation. She's That's trying right to time apply time. New Orleans PD policy to what the uh, the Jefferson Parish deputies did, and then saying that their officers would be arrested on the spot.
1: Let you me know, uh, let me clarify something for, like for those listening to us. Um, we're talking about police policy, and just want to get into it a, a little bit. Uh, these officers were they're fear for their lives after the guy had a gun they knew he had a gun but then he was in the vehicle and he tried to run them over you cannot as a police officer put yourself into a position that you have to use deadly force uh, and i mean that with the vehicle if there's a vehicle running down the road you can't jump in front of the vehicle and then say well he tried to run me over uh, now no. if you happen to be if you're on the sidewalk or you're on the opposite side of your car and they aim their car towards you Absolutely, deadly force is authorized, but you can't put Game yourself on. in a position to say, "Well, now deadly force is authorized yeah, because you, I wanted you, to use force you against can't him." Can't draw the punch. You can't exactly right. So, and, right. and that's not what happened here. From the reports we're seeing, these these no, guys were there it, trying to get was, him, and he ran backwards at them. He put it in reverse, trying wait, to run them over.
4: He uh, he did. They, they were they were involved in a pursuit. The vehicle crashed. Uh, the vehicle crash, so what do we do at that point? We get out of our cars to go to that car to apprehend the bad guy.
1: Or, or administer guys, uh, first, first aid. Car, yeah.
4: Yeah, or administer first yeah. aid. Right?
1: Yeah, at the same we, time. We, it's at the same time of, it's something you do. Yeah,
4: Of course, yeah. We, we can do that. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, what happens? The reverse lights come on, the vehicle starts backing towards them. They're out in the middle. They're out in no man's land. Yeah. They have nothing else that they can do. Right. Uh, at that point, they draw their weapons and they fire. Right. Uh, which you look at any logical shooting situation, and and that's the evidence that's presented unless something else comes out, it's a justified shoot. Uh, But for this deputy superintendent to come out and say, well, if a a New Orleans police officer did that, they'd be arrested on the spot.
2: I I think she forgot something.
4: Well, I think the whole legal side, uh, you know, they would have to present the case uh, and the district attorney or or whatever the the parish attorney that they use there – or the federal uh, prosecutor's office would then uh, issue the warrant for the arrest. But it wouldn't be arrested right on the spot. Why she said that, I have no idea.
1: New Orleans Police Department has distanced themselves from Deputy Chief Westbrook, saying she misspoke. New Orleans Police responded saying Deputy Chief Westbrook intended to convey that New Orleans PD policy differs from JPSO policy on the matter of moving vehicles and use of force. However, she incorrectly stated that an NOPD officer would have been arrested on the spot. An officer-involved shootings, arrest and prosecutorial decisions are made by the district attorney or the U.S. attorney. So, yeah, she uh, she, she put her foot in it. She, she forgot that Blue Lives Matter. Well, yeah, exactly right. She was she was there, like like Bill said, she was there um, pandering to the Black Lives uh, you know group that she was with, Black Lives Matter group, rather than the All Lives Matter you know people. Oh, so so yeah, again, uh, just just nonsense coming out of there. Uh, yeah, she, the, the police department went on to say that she further, her comments jeopardized the department's relationship with Jefferson Parrish as well as the office of N- NOPD, and there, that everybody's extremely disturbed by what she said. So we'll see. We'll see if she res- if she resigns or not. So, well, she may well, have a know, job on it.
4: It's going to it's, it's it's going to create a big problem between Jefferson Parish and New Orleans. Police oh yeah, Department. yeah, absolutely. It, things are stressed enough as it is in law enforcement. Now that you have a Jefferson Parish deputy who's yep. going to be involved in an incident, and they go into New Orleans. Now they have to worry about. Yep. You know, are they going to try to come after me for this?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly and right. Exactly. Unfortunately,
4: right. we're going. To, I think we're going to see a lot more officers get hurt, get, not because of bad decisions, but because they hesitate to make a decision.
1: And that's the problem. That's the problem right there, Bill. We're short on time. We got to cut you loose. We got to let you go. Thank you for joining us on the program, and uh, and thank you for helping clarify the issue. Always, guys. It's let, a pleasure, Lieutenant Stay Bill, safe. Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Thank you, sir. And thank you for listening this week. Another great program. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank our guest, uh, other guest, Kirk Chelberg from Ideal Conceal. And uh, gentlemen, thank you uh, again for being here. Uh, it's been a great show. We'll see you again next week. More stuff planned for you. More goodness, more greatness, more guns. Until then, please, please remember to exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you aren't ready, get ready.
2: And if you are ready, stay ready. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Go to the gun show
3: tomorrow.
5: We'll see you next week.